Well, 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 Christmas came early for Fig and Farm at Home, and I'm sharing a little bit of it with you today. We know when I ask you if you have ever been impacted by this show, if you have ever walked away with tactical tips that you can apply today to your home, if there are ways that this show has brought inspiration to you, and not just inspiration in the way that Pinterest brings inspiration, but like tactical inspiration, inspiration that you can work with and walk away with wins from. And if I've asked you if the podcast has has been impactful for you in that way, if you would leave a review. And when you do, it just makes my day. It does. Because I don't have a typical job, and I'm doing air quotes in typical, I don't have a typical job. I don't have a boss who pulls me into his office to say, hey, let's do your yearly review. This is my yearly review. These literal reviews on Apple Podcasts are my takeaways. This is how I know that I'm hitting the mark. This is how I know if I'm speaking your language and if I'm bringing you the information you want to hear and you're able to learn from it. I want it to be bite-sized. I want it to be manageable. I want you to be able to walk away with tips and tricks that you can apply today or tomorrow or this weekend in your home. And so Christmas came early for Fig and Farm at Home because I got a review just the other day that I wanted to share with you. This review comes from Amy and she says, this is the absolute best podcast if you are on a budget and just want the tips and tricks for obtaining a beautiful cozy space for you and your family. I've been listening for about three months. I've listened to all of the episodes multiple times. Wow, Amy, I'm just going to interject here for a second and just say, Thank you so much. That just means a lot that you would not only listen to it one time, but multiple times. It's packed full of information. When she says you might want to grab a notebook and a pencil, do it. (laughs) Danny has a way of bringing information to you and also having it be a delightful time. Thank you, Danny, and keep the episodes coming. Smiley face. Amy, that means more than you know. When I sit behind my mic, I am planning information and content for you so that you can walk away with a win and doing it in a way that sometimes literally comes from what it is that you guys want to know. And sometimes it's coming from what I wish I would have known all those years ago. So to have you say that you are learning something that has been impactful and delightful just makes my heart so happy. So thank you so much. And if you are wanting to leave a review and just don't know how, I'm going to walk you through right now because you know what? My husband doesn't even know how to leave a review. I had to tell him the other day. (laughs) So here's what you do. You open up Apple Podcast and you search Fig and Farm at Home. My show will pop up. Yay, that's me in the picture. And then I want you to scroll all the way down or partway down. You are going to see a list of about five podcast episodes, and then you're going to see a section that says write a review. If you wouldn't mind clicking those five stars, that's going to be helpful, and then you can literally write the review. Now, why would I want you to do this? This is so helpful for other people to find the show. You know how it works these days. Google, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, apparently Apple Podcasts, all of them have algorithms. And when a review is left, it's, there's something to the technical algorithm gods to communicate, hey, this one is worth listening to. So if you have felt like, hey, this one is worth listening to, leaving a review allows this podcast to show up in searches. 
that's what it does. So if someone is looking for how to turn my janky house into a house that feels cozy. <laughs> By the way, janky is totally my term for what my house used to feel like, but I have heard some of you use words similarly like stupid. And that makes me so sad, but I giggle over it every single time. So if someone is searching on Apple Podcast, decorating their home or budget decor or even decluttering, then my podcast will show. It will pop up. And to be quite honest, my podcast will be for some of you and it will be not for some of you, but you won't know until you've actually listened to it. And if you are listening to it, then it's probably for you. In fact, if you have listened more than three times and not just like Amy, who's listened to maybe one episode three times. Thank you, Amy. If you've listened just to three episodes and you keep coming back, you are my girl. You are the one who I'm speaking to. And there are more out there more people who are stuck with 1980s oak cabinets who want to do something about it. So if you would leave a review, I would be so grateful. Please and thank you. All right, let's hop to today's show. I alluded to it just a teeny tiny bit in one word I said about two minutes ago. Today is a no before you go. And instead of buying something, we are actually going to, we're kind of entering that season of newness. I know once January 1st hits, we all enter that feeling and that season of feeling inspired to make change, inspired to do something a little different, inspired to maybe finally put on those running shoes and go running around the block. Maybe we're inspired to bring kale chips into our diet. Maybe we're inspired to do a little bit more juicing. That's all health stuff, right? But what if we're inspired to save a little bit more? or transform our homes into a living retreat? What if we're inspired to revamp our closet, teach our kids how to play piano? Whatever it is you're inspired to, it's usually igniting a flame right about now. Something you've been kicking around in the back of your mind here and there just a teeny tiny bit, and January 1st rolls around, and now we're ready to run. Quite literally, or figuratively. So, what are we going to run with? We are going to run with inspiration today. A lot of times when we're ready to make change in our home, we search on Pinterest. And that's a great tool. It is such a great resource for home inspiration. But I have a feeling that about 95% of us are using Pinterest incorrectly. Yep. <laughs> that's a big number. And that's a big wager. If I, was a, if I was a betting woman, that would be a big wager to say 95% of us who are looking for a little transformation in our home, we're using Pinterest incorrectly. So we're going to talk about how to set you up for success using Pinterest in a way that is really more of a tool, of course, with inspiration attached, but it is more of a tool, how you can do that. And if you want more, we dive into this deep, deep, deep dive in Home Design 101. We are just scratching the surface today, but in Home Design 101, we not only learn how to use Pinterest as a tool, I'm double checking your work and I'm giving you lots of hints, lots of parameters, lots of understanding of what it is I think that you should be, how you should be focusing your energy and your time on Pinterest in order to serve you best. So there are spots available left in Home Design 101. I want you to join me. January 5th is the first day, and I know all of you are going to be so sad when December 30th rolls around and those doors shut, and you now are feeling super inspired to make change. So make sure you are grabbing your spot today so that when January rolls around and you're ready to rock and roll, 
you're ready to go. Are you with me? Okay, let's dive into today's show. Grab a notebook, grab a pen, follow Amy's advice and do that because you will want to. (laughs) And I'll meet you back here in a minute. How many times have you found yourself at your favorite home decor store, browsing aimlessly for an item to spruce up your space, just to bring it home and then not quite like it? Or find that your effort didn't pay off the way that you imagined? That rug you bought? Too big, too small, or too brown? And the curtains? We don't need to go there. Or maybe we do, in this new Tuesday quick tip series, Know Before You Go, brought to you by all the mistakes I've made before, <laughs> and thankfully have learned from. Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating Goodwill shopping budget. And I've learned a few things along the way and definitely made a few mistakes. But I am so excited that you're here learning how you can know before you go. So put down your credit card, grab a notebook and a pen, because you're definitely going to want to take notes. All right, so maybe the question needs to be asked, why do we need to know before we go on Pinterest? What is it that we need to know about Pinterest before we go and hang out over there? Well, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) There's a lot we need to know. If we're using, if if the goal is to use Pinterest solely as a source of inspiration, we're going to be let down, quite frankly. We're going to be let down because we're going to be inspired completely I mean, it's full of images. It is full of beautiful images at that. But if we're only using it as a source of inspiration and then we never take action, we're just going to be setting ourselves up for disappointment. That's it. So if your goal to use Pinterest is only for inspiration, to never take action, fantastic. This is not going to apply to you. But if you are scratching your head every time you walk into your kitchen and think, I I would love to know how I can declutter the kitchen counters and I want to know how it is I can store my things in a way that looks pretty and is functional, or maybe I want to take care of those oak cabinets after all, and I want to do it in a way that's not going to break the bank. Or maybe when I walk into the living room, you know what, I'm kind of feeling I'm kind of feeling the feels and I am done with the non-curtains and I think it's time to spruce it up a little bit. If you're wanting to go to Pinterest and get answers, then you definitely want to know how to use it correctly because what we oftentimes see is going to Pinterest and then getting lost. Seriously, think about the last time you were on Pinterest. It's fun. If I have an extra 15 minutes, I just go to Pinterest. I have no purpose. I just go. I just go see what pops up on my homepage because it does tune in to what it is that you normally pin. But what, what do I want to be inspired by? If I have 15 minutes when I'm waiting for the kids in line, picking them up at soccer, otherwise I go with intention. So today's tips are to teach you a, what Pinterest is and how it can work for you and B how to use it really, really well. So do you have your pen handy? Do you have your notebook handy? Here's what Pinterest is. Pinterest is a search engine, just like Google. It is just like, I don't know, what are the other search engines? (laughs) I use Google mainly, but it is a search engine. And instead of feeding you with, with words and paragraphs, when you search in Google, it's, it feeds you images. So when you're searching for a recipe for pumpkin pie, a picture is going to pop up. Pictures are required in every Pinterest pin, which is awesome because how many times do you open up a cookbook and you think, gosh, I don't actually want to cook this because I don't know what it's going to look like. 
we are super visual people. We are, and we get inspired easily by the things that look pretty. And that goes to our, for our homes too. So Pinterest is a, it's a search engine and it's a place for you to store images digitally in a system very similar to a filing cabinet or a pegboard. Think about those pegboards from our youth when we had those little push pins and we pinned up the pictures that we were, you know, the haircut we wanted, maybe the outfit we were kind of thinking about, the boy who looked cute, that. Picture that in your mind. And that's the idea behind a pin. We used to pin those on our pegboard, but now in Pinterest, to pin means you take that digital file and you organize it in like a file folder, a digital file folder called a board. And those boards you name, whatever name you want it to be, in order to be organized. So for example, if I have Thanksgiving recipes, I might have that as the name of my file. And then everything I've searched for, every pin that's popped up that I want to save, that is categorically Thanksgiving holiday meal menu items or recipes, they go into that file. So that when I go to look for it next year at Thanksgiving, it's easy for me to find. Okay, that's the basics of Pinterest. Now there's a lot more nuance behind that even. And when I teach my students how to use it and how to pin, I teach them the nuances of how to store digitally in a way that makes sense for them and that they don't re forget why it is that they pinned what they pinned. But for you, that's basic. That's all you need to know. And one thing I'd like to mention here too is that Pinterest is not a social platform in the way that Instagram is, in the way that Twitter is, in the way that TikTok is. Yes, you can follow people, you can have people following you, but the vanity metrics are gone. Pinterest is a very kind platform. It just is. Pinterest is meant to be informative as well as inspirational. And the content that's put out there is put out there in a way that's non-competitive, very unlike these other platforms who are trying to push for the next like or the next viral thing. So if you have been, if you have been not wanting to be on Pinterest, you've been thinking, gosh, I don't want another social platform. I don't want all the yuck that comes with it. Fear not, really. It is a very kind platform. And you could pin your things entirely in secret so that you have access to them and no one else knows what it is you are pinning about. So there's that too. Okay, now that you know what it is, how do we use it? Well, the first thing is to make sure that you're accessing it in a way that is informational rather than just inspirational. You're using it because you are a student of design. You're wanting to gather information, gather resources, rather than just to be inspired. If we sat behind Pinterest, looked at Pinterest and thought, I want to look, you know, I'm ready to refresh my master bedroom. And you just searched master bedroom. Maybe you searched mauve master bedroom. Maybe you searched master bedroom with hardwood floors. Whatever your search terms are, you're there and you're getting bombarded by all of these beautiful images and you're starting to save them. Fantastic, you got it. You know how to do the filing system on Pinterest, but now what? My guess is that if you were to open up your master bedroom folder, your master bedroom board, and you were to look at all the pictures, a lot of them would look completely different than the others. That's my guess. And the, the thing here that is happening is that you're not 
sinking in. You're not honing in on the nuances of what it is you enjoy, what it is that you're drawn to. You're just doing it collectively. It is literally the same as going to a Christmas party and dinging your little glass saying, excuse me, excuse me, I'd like your attention. I'm, and this is a party of, we'll say 200. I'm going to be painting my bedroom this weekend. What color should I paint it? And pretty soon, because everyone is in a joyful, jolly mood, they're going to hold up their little champagne glass and they're going to say, on the count of three, a very different color than the person sitting next to them. And you might end up with 150 different color suggestions. That's kind of what going to Pinterest and just searching willy-nilly for master bedroom inspiration is going to be like. It's the very same thing as when people pop onto Facebook and they ask, hey, what flooring should I do? This is one of the absolute worst things you could do, quite literally. Quite literally. We know you want an opinion. Yes, we know you want an opinion. We know you want help. We know that you're feeling stuck and you want a little bit of guidance. But asking a room full of people that you know are going to have any number of opinions, both very strong and very blase <laughs> from your aunt Nancy to your uncle Ned and everyone in between to drunk Joe, like asking every single person is going to give you more confusion and more overwhelm, more frustration, and actually take you further from the whole idea of your project. That is what pinning willy nilly is going to do. So how do you change that? How do you pin with purpose? And how do you pin with a little bit of intention? And how do you pin with some focus. You pin knowing what it is you're looking for. For example, the master bedroom. You know you want to do something in your master bedroom. Once you have an idea of what it is you're pinning, maybe you stop at five and then take a look to see if there's anything that's popping up specifically within those five, those five images so that you can narrow down the search even more. Maybe now you're looking at the bed. What do you notice that's kind of similar in the bed? Ooh, I really like the tufted headboards. Okay, awesome. Now you're searching master bedrooms with tufted headboards. And you're doing this over a series of times so that you can narrow your search further and further and further and further down so that you can get specific design elements. That takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of intention. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of, in my home design 101, it takes a lot of me <laughs> helping the students not get off track, quite honestly, and to help them really focus, laser focus in on the design elements that they are choosing over and over again so that they can get a handle on what their aesthetic is. Oftentimes, they might search master bedroom, they see 20, they have no idea it is still the same as that Christmas party asking willy-nilly opinions they have no idea. They just know that they have several opinions. I take one look and I can see the common denominator running through the images. That's what designers do. And if you hire a designer to do the work for you and they use Pinterest, that is what they are doing too. They're looking for the common denominator that can help them understand what you gravitate to. And you can learn to do that your, yourself. It just takes a lot of time and discipline. And quite honestly, it will take a lot of practice. So doing it one time for one room is great, but doing it continually for other rooms is even better. Okay, so the second thing then, in order to approach Pinterest with a little bit of intentionality so that you're using it as a tool, as information, as an information source rather than an inspiration source, the second thing 
is to put a lot of parameters on it. Seriously, if you need to set a timer, set a timer. If you need to put a number on the amount of pins you're going to pin, do that. But do it in a, in a way that is still laser focused. So if your general search is master bedroom, you are only going to search for 10 pins. And once you hit those 10 pins, you're done for the day. Yep, you're done for the day. Because what's going to happen, I guarantee it, you're going to search 10 pins, you're going to search 12 pins, you're going to go down that rabbit hole, and now you're not even on master bedrooms anymore. You are on turquoise drapes. And oh, those turquoise drapes reminded you of that rug you saw over on that one site. And oh, interesting, they have their own pin board. Isn't that fun? And then you're now suddenly on their holiday resource page, which is leading you to China, which is leading you to some recipes for that holiday dinner. Do you see how that works? <laughs> it is like the story if you give a mouse a cookie. Do you know that story? Have you read that one to your kiddos? That one. It is like that story. If you give a mouse a cookie, you literally will end up doing all of the things and forgetting what it was you wanted in the first place. So set some parameters so that you can stay laser focused, so that you can remain a student of design and not get distracted. And if you need to reward yourself, set a limit you're going to pin 10 pins and then you get to play for five minutes. You get to do whatever you want. Or maybe your limit, your boundary, your parameter is a, t a time frame, and you pin for 15 minutes. Awesome. You're done. Then you can set the timer for another 10 minutes and just play, have fun, see where the rabbit hole goes. But even understanding the parameter behind the rabbit hole time is a good thing so that you don't get lost in inspiration because it can be so overwhelming when you have this resource at your fingertips literally in the palm of your hand literally in your back pocket literally you can be pulling it out while you're waiting for tables by the way here's my my non-decorating tip for you when you are at a restaurant the next time you're at a restaurant the next time you're waiting for your tires to be changed the next time you are in line at the grocery store the next time you are wherever you are my challenge for you is to keep your phone away really do it. It is so much fun to just be an observer, to be a fly on the wall and to see what it is the people around you are doing. And I guarantee you, most of them are on their phone. But let's set a ripple out here. Let's be a little bit different. Dare to be different this year. That's my theme. I love putting my phone away and just watching and my mind goes all askew and it makes up lots of stories and it's super fun. And I meet the most interesting people when I put my phone away. Okay, off that tangent. The third thing that you can do when you're using Pinterest and you're trying to use it with intention is to remove your rose-colored glasses. Okay, bear with me for one second. If we are looking at Pinterest and we're looking at it only in terms of inspiration, but now we are trying really hard to use it as a, as a source of information too, sometimes we need to make sure we really understand the reality of our situation so that what we're bringing in can translate to what we want to do. Here's what I mean by that. I know if I'm looking for living room design and I'm using my time wisely, I've set my time limit or I've set my 10, param my 10 pin parameter and I know that I'm going in for information, but I am pinning over and over again these images of brick wall living rooms with floor to ceiling windows that are black rimmed and they have wide plank floor and they look nothing like my home. <laughs> that 
can also lead to frustration and overwhelm and quite frankly, disappointment. Now, can you create a home that has those brick brick wall features or the floor to ceiling windows or the even the black framed windows? Sure, absolutely. But it's going to probably cost a lot more than what you set out for. And this idea of budget decorating is going to be then thrown out the window because you're hiring, hiring a contractor in order to add the brick, which by the way, brick is expensive if it's real, knock out your, your walls to make the floor to ceiling windows, which by the way, that's expensive. Add the black framed windows, which by the way, unless you're painting them, those are expensive. You get the idea. It's just going to be expensive. So removing your rose colored glasses and really understanding what parameters you have in your own home so that when you're pinning things, you're pinning within your, within your means. It's like spending within your means a little bit, kind of that translation. So pin within your means. Now, let me give you a sad client story example. I've shared this one before. I was working with a client several years ago and we were working on Pinterest first so that I could get an idea of what her aesthetic was before I went to her house for the first time. And her, she was pinning some beautiful images. She was doing a great job of really creating a lovely scene. And I could tell very clearly what her aesthetic was. Very airy and bright and open concept and very white, very white. And then I get in my car, I drive half an hour away, I knock on her door and I am welcomed into a very brown And when I mean very brown, I mean very brown. Even she was wearing brown from floor, from from head to toe. She was wearing brown. Her carpet was brown. Her flooring was brown. Her her millwork was brown. Her couch was brown. Her walls were brown. Her built-ins were brown. The piano was brown. Everything that I saw was brown. It's not bad. It wasn't a bad thing. And when I explained to her that, that, because where we're, st- we're starting where we're starting. We're not starting where we want to be. We're starting where you are today in order to get this look of this bright and airy and open feel that you want. It is doable, but here's the first domino that needs to happen in order to make that those changes happen. That domino is going to lead to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And what it meant was that we would be taking out the carpet, which she was okay with, replacing it with white, which she was not as much okay with, with painting the millwork, which no, not an option because that was going to lead into the kitchen, the hallways, the bedrooms, to every single room in her home, the doorways, painting the walls. Yep. We could maybe do that, but that was also going to be a domino that was leading to other rooms in her home. And it just, she just kept seeing not necessarily the money, but the dominoes, the work that it was going to entail. And when I asked her specifically, about the dog that I saw who was laying on the couch. And if she wanted the dog on the white couch that she wanted, she said no. And when I asked her what they do in that living room, because they didn't have another family room, she said, we do movie nights. We have the girls over, we have wine nights. We have all those things. And I asked her if she would want to do those on a white couch. And she said, no, it meant a pivot. And I think if we would have had the parameters in place, the rose colored glasses removed, we would have started on a better footing. We ended up creating a lovely home and a beautiful space for her and her family to enjoy that was still bright and airy. We just modified our plan. So removing your rose-colored lenses is going to be a crucial, crucial step in this journey. 
pinning within your means. <laughs> Friends, if you are wanting more, if you felt like that was practical and tactical, but you were thinking, okay, that sounds good, but I definitely need some handholding because I definitely go down that rabbit hole. I definitely need a little bit of guidance and I would definitely love it if someone would help me with it. If that is you, you have a couple options. One option is to take Home Design 101. We literally spend two weeks working on Pinterest because understanding your aesthetic is quite literally the key to loving your home. Quite literally the key to making future design choices, even as simple as purchasing a pillow, less frustrating, less overwhelming. Allowing you the freedom to walk into that pillow aisle at home goods and not necessarily put 15 in your cart because you can't decide which one's going to look best. You can walk past all the ones that you think, oh, these are cute, but pit the ones in your cart that you know, these are the ones that are going to work with my aesthetic in my home the way it is today. Understanding your aesthetic is so incredibly powerful because that is the thing that helps you create a cohesive looking design, a design that really flows seamlessly from the minute you walk into your front door until the minute you walk all the way through the house, looking at the dining room, the hallway, the kitchen, the living room, all the way until you get to the back door, allowing those spaces to become cohesive. And until you understand your aesthetic, you might still be wondering every time you walk into a room, why does my room feel off? Or I wish my room felt a little bit blank, whatever that is. And I want to help you with that. Home Design 101 is such a great tool, such a great resource, such a great source of inspiration and information for you with so many tacticals. If you have thought, just like Amy, gosh, the podcast is awesome. I'm learning so much. You will be amazed at what you learn in Home Design 101. And not only amazed at what you learn, but the idea that you are the one creating this home that you love coming home to, the home that serves you and delights your family, you are doing that. Not me. You are. You just get a little guidance along the way. Registration closes December 30th, whether it is full or not, and I want you to join me. But the other option, too, is if you're not ready to make that commitment, there is Decorating SOS, and that is my one-hour coaching call that you can book a call, and we can chat over Zoom for an hour about one specific room in your home. You get a lot of guidance in one hour. You walk away with an action plan that is going to help you know which steps to move forward in your design in that room, even some products that you can purchase today to make that room better. You can book that call over on my website. I will have that link and the registration link for Home Design 101 in the show notes. So make sure you check both of those out. I only take five decorating SOS calls a month and they're already booked for December. December's already over almost over, but January, I still have some left. So book that call now if you're wanting to make some headway in the new year. But if you're really wanting to go all in, Home Design 101 is where it's at. All right, friends, until until next time, I will see you really soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.